Hello, yes, this is Dan Housen here. Dan Housen, this is uh, for Shooting the Breeze with Bash and James Housen. Yeah, it's a podcast, a wrestling podcast of some sort, based in the UK. It's quite nice. Dan Housen's here to give you a very nice, very evil shout-out of some sort. And also, you, Dan Housen's wishing you the powers to knock out the Breeze Horse. That is War Horse in disguise, Dan Housen thinks. He's not quite sure. But he also is uh, shooting the Breeze with the Breeze Horse. So, you must defeat him. He's evil. Anyways, love that Dan Housen. Good luck. Uh, hey, this is episode... Uh, let me just check. 89, yeah. Of uh, Shooting the Breeze with uh, Bash and just a uh, special regular guest, uh, James. Um, unfortunately, Fisher is not here due to work commitments, but um, he's gave us some rumble picks, so we'll go through them later. So say hello, James. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me back, as always. Cool. Perhaps for the best pay-per-view of the year. The most exciting one, should I say. Yeah, the most exciting one, yeah, especially this year. But yeah, I'll just go into like a quick little thing about uh, meatloaf. Like, um, fortunately, he passed away. I'm not, wasn't really a big meatloaf fan, etc., etc. But you know, the rum- the rumors are that he died of COVID and things like that. So, yeah, a bit, a big fan of him. Just, there was um, his show was recently in Birmingham, like the yeah, yeah. not him specifically, but that like that tribute act show. Okay. Really fun. It was meant to be really good. Mum and Dad went to see me and said he was class. So. Yeah, was like cool. from really neat enough, like since always tried to fight club and like fight club is like one of my favorite films of like, all yeah. time. I think it's like if they released that today, it'd be pretty resonant to like today. I think it was predicting the future and like. Yeah. They do seem like a solid dude. To be fair. Yeah, same class, man. Been around for a while. Yeah, I think like that kind of like. Like I said, I didn't follow his music or much or whatever, but like that performance in Fight Club was like uh, outstanding compared to the actors he was like with at the time. You yeah. know, like Edward Norton, Brad Pitt, and uh, Jared Leto kind of started up his career there. So, you know, can't really fault it, but it's a bit sad. And like, like I said, there's, there's been conflicting rumors. I don't know if he, I don't think the family released a reason why, but a few people are saying died of COVID, which is shit to be fair. Yeah, hopefully it's not the case. Hopefully it's just a, the kind of stigma around COVID at the moment where if any celebrity seems to die of any description, they're automatically linked with COVID. But hopefully it's not the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got a big uh, weekend of uh, pro wrestling uh, coming up. The annual Royal Rumble event is upon us. I'm pretty hyped, actually. Like The undercard's not that bad. I think they've done a decent job with the undercard. Yeah, decent matches as well. I think they're, obviously they're all big hitters as well. I think Becky Lynch and Drew Dopp will be a bit of a, a bit of a wash, but I don't know. I think Drew Dopp's going to put on a performance, like she's, <laughs> like a performance the way she did in like NXT UK and like on the Indies. I think she's really going to show up. I don't think she's winning the title, but I think she's showing up. I can't see any title changing hands. Right, but we gotta to get to Lesnar Reigns and it. So like, let's let's just roll through the under, like whatever undercard things there are. That yeah. was one. So we all assume Becky's winning the belt, yeah. Yeah, I think Becky's winning the belt. Edge and Beth Phoenix. Edge and, Edge and Beth are winning that. Like, I'm yeah, not really that interesting. That one's kind of like a bit of a drag. 
No, I'm, good, I'm happy to see Beth back like, you know, in the ring and whatever. But... Lesnar, Lashley, and Reigns. I think Reigns Rollins will be a good match. You know what? I think Lesnar Lashley is going to be more like MMA based, but I hope he doesn't end up like the fucking Kane Velasquez one. Yeah, everyone's been waiting for this match for years, haven't they? Years and years. With yeah, Lesnar but is it going to live up to the hype? Are, are, they, are they going to do a? I don't think they're going to do a pro wrestling match. Yeah, it's going to be more. It's more going to yeah. be MMA style. Hopefully, because if they're, if they're hard hitting and it's a little bit more than the. The strong style of the New Japan route, I think it has got the potential to be a real, real solid match. But it's whether Vince, like, I don't think Vince can allow the PG era to carry on if he's got someone like we've seen on NXT last night. But hopefully, let them have like just go for it and see what happens. It depends how long they're going to give him as well. I'm really interested in the structure on the card in it because you know the two Royal Rumble matches are going about 40 45 minutes at least. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, reckon it's gonna be a four-hour card, maybe three and a half, four hours. Yeah, hour I think about four hours. Time. But if you count in all the fucking things you have to skip, like the fucking yeah, promo packages and shit, then it'll probably be about three and a half hours. Hopefully, I think it'll be good. I think looking at it now, I know we'll get into the picks later, but I think there's one. Well, you've just mentioned with Roman Reigns versus Lesnar. I just hope they don't do what the the bookies are predicting. Shall I say until we talk about it properly, but. Yeah, it looks good, but there's in terms of the the announced people in both the Royal Rumbles, um, there's not. I, I don't think there's a standout winner for either at the moment, in my opinion. I think like what like what other undercard there was another like Reigns and Seth, like like I'm just confused at how you're gonna get to Lesnar Reigns. I mean, you're gonna get with belts or without belts. I think one of them's got to lose. I think one of them is going to lose. I, I really, I think one of them's going to lose. And they'll enter the rumble and win. <laughs> no, who do you think? I don't think Reigns going to lose. I don't think Reigns is ever losing again. I don't think they'll ever take title off him. I don't think uh, Reigns is losing against Reigns. If he does, it'd be a big shock. Reigns is starting to get the crowd behind him. To be fair, uh, yeah. leave Lesnar to lose to Bobby Lashley. <sighs> yeah, then, but Lesnar can take Lesnar can take the hit, no problem. Yeah, and then he's the favourite. He's clear favourite to win the Rumble now as well. So, is if that's what they're going to do. Lashley beats Lesnar. Lesnar goes into the Rumble and wins, which I think will go down like an absolute lead balloon. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and then Lesnar fucking faces Reigns for the title, yeah. which is a bit fucking shit. But I really do. Looking at the, then. there's no is Cesaro not in the Rumble. I don't know. I think he is. I'm not sure, but like going on about like we'll go through like Fisher's predictions in like the final four. If you're yeah. not if you're not talking about Lesnar entering, his final four is AJ, almost Biggie, and Mysterio, and the winner is AJ. You know, like that AJ is like a solid pick. Like AJ, Biggie, like they're like yeah. the two solid picks, I think. No, they are both both solid picks. I don't. I would agree. I would agree with that. I think Mysterio. I think the I always think that Ray's going to get eliminated by Dominic. So. Yeah, the way they've been setting it up, and plus he's the cover boy of WWE Two K Twenty, so you don't need to win the Rumble. Really. Yeah, you don't. Looking yeah. at the rest of them, I'd wipe. I'd wipe off Rude Ziggler, Otis, Gable, Riddle, Orton. Always a shout to be a Final Four contender. Yeah. Sheamus. 
always a shout to be in the final four, just as like experience to throw in. I'm going to say my final four, from what I can see at the moment, I think it's going to be Biggie. Mm-hmm. I think Damien Priest. That's a good shout. KR. Yeah, KR's not a bad shout. I think Omar. Omar should have been the final four, man. I think Omas is going to get eliminated before the final four, but I do think he'll have the most eliminations. Yeah. Um, I... Who have I got at the moment? AJ Styles, surely. Unless he gets... I think AJ will get eliminated by Omas as well. So I don't think he's going to be in the final four. I'm going to go Big E. I'm going to go Damien Priest. I'm going to go Kofi Kingston. And... Kevin Owens, I think that's what I'm going to stick with as my final four. So who's your winner? I think Big E is going to win it. So who's who's the sentimental favourite? The sentimental favourite, I'd like Kevin Owens to win it. I'd love to see him at WrestleMania. Mm, yeah, have like a proper KO Mania moment. Yeah, have a proper KO Mania match. I do. I, in fact, I look at it now with eight. Unannounced entrance. I do. I think someone's going to come into Rumble as an unannounced person and win. So who do you think is? Who do you think is coming from another company? That's what a lot of hype's about. Something that I did see. Like they're the mentioning, they mentioning Mox a lot. Yeah, and they're like they're mentioning Mox by Mox and not Dean Ambrose. I think Moose will come in from see, TNA. See, I don't think Moose is coming in. Though. I think Cody <laughs> Graves is like. Yeah, Cody Graves is a great show. I seen on YouTube. I seen a promo package for the Fiend that was created on a thing about like his return and stuff, and they played a very similar, if not the same, in parts promo package on the CZW event that was on Saturday night. Sunday night. You mean GCW? GCW. Sorry. Um, Have you watched yeah, that pay per view? Because I'm gonna watch it. I heard it's a good show. I seen the matches. I've seen some bits and pieces that are meant to be decent, but they 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 played that same thing, and I've just got a funny feeling that I think the theme might show up in the rumble. Mm, but I don't know how we'll. Sh- I don't know how we'll show up as an whether we'll show up as an entrance or whether it'll go black and it'll eliminate someone. Like it'll go dark. It'll cut back on. He'll be there. The he'll minute. eliminate someone like a like a, we'll say a bigger. He'll eliminate bigger. And then that'll start a feud all of a sudden, like as an introduction, or whether they have him come in and he just runs riot. I think my I think like my sleeper pick is Austin Theory. I don't know why. I think he's, I think he's going to be in the final four. Yeah. He's got everything, and every they the Royal Rumble's a big proving ground, isn't it? You can drop someone in the final four. Yeah. Everyone knows they're not going to win, but they're going to put their name out there. It's not a bad show. He's got the look of a superstar he can talk he's got a decent gimmick I think once he gets a little bit better on the mic and polishes his ring skills I think he'll be class so yeah, he's, only, he's only a kid yeah he you is know I mean? he's only in his like early 20s I think Vince has a lot of money in him 100% you early 20s right how long has he got in his career man like what 15 20 years, years maybe most people say like 45 so he's got a good 15 years someone they can build the company around certainly because like he's been having all those vignettes with the Vince as well like those backstage segments and things like yeah. that so, you don't get backstage segments with Vince for no reason yeah and Vince, don't, yeah, and Vince don't appear on TV that often so I think, I think he's going to give him a push I think he's my final four is 
Austin Theory. Like, if you can't Lesnar, uh, Lesnar don't come in the rumble. Yeah. Like, my final four is Austin Theory, AJ Styles, Big E, and like Omos. I think. I think he's a and good. I'm picking. I'd love to see AJ to win it, but Big E, like, I'm, I'm gonna pick AJ because AJ is like never won the rumble. So. I think Big E's had this moment with money in the bank. I think AJ yeah. needs to win the Royal Rumble to like the only reason, to solidify the only reason his. I said Big e's. Sorry. Right. I said, the reason I said Big E's. I don't see who AJ would fight at WrestleMania. I can I can Lesnar. see Big E versus Bobby Lashley. I know you can see. Yeah, I can see Big E Bobby Lashley, but like AJ, like AJ versus say Bro- Bobby Lashley don't win. AJ versus Brock Lesnar is like a marquee. Like clash of the yeah. generations and, and different yeah. styles. Two huge wrestlers. It's not a bad show. But AJ's not huge. <laughs> like you talk about a clash of different styles, and like the like the journeyman versus like fucking like yeah. the, the chosen one, Brock Lesnar. But they're probably on paper. They're probably the, when I say huge, they're probably two of maybe the top five biggest names. If you put all the list of all the oh, wrestlers, yeah, yeah, big names, more yeah. people know their names. So it's probably a big marquee matchup. I just think that. And as I say in the nicest way possible, I've just got a feeling that because the way that wrestling is at the moment and the way that obviously all the stuff that's happening with AEW and Big Swole and all the stuff that's Oh, yeah, diversity stuff. Whether they're going to go with Big E and Lashley just because of their, their stature in the community and like essentially essentially the, the colour of the skin, as mm-hmm. sad as that sounds. Like because they had that thing with Sasha and Vingy last year. Yeah. Really Everyone's sleeping on Sasha, you know. This year. Yeah, to come back. It's not a bad show. And somebody's everybody's sleeping on that girl, you know. I think she's coming and you're talking about people who are coming back, obviously like yeah, you might probably the first two black people in the black nails in the main event and you know, Yeah, that's probably, that's why I've, yeah. I've got an I've just got an underlying feeling that's that's the route that they're gonna go down and they're gonna proclaim that it's not, but people will see through it. I hope it's not the case. I really do hope they, they go with them because they do put on good matches and they're both good wrestlers. But just with the way that the wrestling community is in terms of, like I said, with AEW and everything else, I just hope that's not the route that they go down and make it obvious that that's the route that they're going down. Yeah, so we'll go through like the women's now. Um, James is saying the final four, Bailey, Raquel, Nikki and Liv, which I think are all good shouts and Bailey wins, but obviously we got the rumblings of flipping Ronda coming back, yeah. and I'm I'm thinking like you don't need Ronda to win the rumble to set up a match between Becky and Ronda. You don't need it. No, you don't. You don't need it, but they're probably gonna do it and probably gonna spoil Bailey if she is coming back. I think she'll come back. I always think the women's rumble is better than the men's at the moment in terms of people that could potentially win. Because looking down the list. You've got Rhea Ripley, who you think could go the distance. You've got Queen Lazina, who has obviously had a big push over the last couple of months. I see, um, I see a surprise entrance of the women. I see Toxic Attraction I think NXT. The, I see Toxic Attraction love here as well. And for the men's, I'm thinking uh, Champa. Uh, a bad shout. Maybe Walter, because he's in the limelight <laughs> at the moment. I know he's in the limelight for the wrong reasons, because of not yeah, being the <laughs> We'll get onto that in a minute. Yeah. Try and bring him in just to bring you out, but as obviously, like I said, there's Rhea Ripley, there's Queen Azina, there's Charlotte Flair, who's always going to go the distance. Then you've got yeah. Mickey James, Bianca Belair, and Liv Morgan. They've all got a chance. Obviously, you've got to Lita me, as well. But Lita's in there too. Yeah, Lita, Nikki Bella, Brie Bella. 
Yeah, I think like like I said, if the rumblings are Ronda are there, I just don't want it to come in the rumble as like number thirty and just win yeah. it because it's just gonna spoil whoever like Dion Bailey been busting her ass off in the pre-pandemic era that pop when yeah. she comes out. Because I think she'll be she'll be ready by now. It's been about what six seven months in. Yeah, I really I hope she comes back. Like I said, like obviously Tamina's gonna win the rumble. <laughs> There's not many mean event Tamina. I can't even put him. You're not wrong. I'm gonna to have to put Tamina in my final four. But if I'm looking at the people that I can see on the list at the moment, yeah, Raquel. I, I think she. You know, I think she's gonna have a good showing. She's gonna knock a few girls out. You know. I would think that she'll have most eliminations. Yeah, I think she's gonna be knocking a few girls out and then come onto the main roster. I think that's how they introduce her. You know, like Rhea last year. Yeah. I think them two are gonna go at it, and I don't think Bianca's gonna win it back to back. Who's a SmackDown Women's Champion? Charlotte. Charlotte. And she's in the Rumble. Yeah, she's in the Rumble. I don't know why. And if I had nothing to do for her, but probably the roster's so thin, isn't it, on SmackDown? Bit of a weird one. Oh, don't tell me they're going to go Flair versus... Finger. Versus Becky. One title versus title again. I don't think so. If Ronda... If it's true that Ronda's coming back, Ronda's going to face Becky and... Charlotte. So someone's going to eliminate Charlotte in that match to set up yeah, the. To set up a title match. I'm going to go final four. I'm going to say Liv Morgan. Yeah, Liv's in the final four. I'm going to say Mickey James. That's a good shout. She's coming out of the Impact title as well. Yeah. So do you think they're going to let Impact person be in the final four? I think I think they've got no choice. Specifically, okay. with Mickey James, just on the basis that. After the after the the shit show that they went through, and after the way that they got ripped apart by the fact they give all of her stuff back to in a black paper bag, <laughs> or a black bag, yeah. I always think that Mickey James, I think they've they've brought her back because they're teeing her up for the Hall of Fame. Probably. So I think they're going to drop her in the final four. Everyone just as a, a more not even because like the one two. I think it's more going to be like a publicity kind of thing. Like oh, we've put Mickey James in the final four. She had a good showing. So, and then someone like Charlotte Flair maybe will eliminate her. So I'm going to go Liv. I'm going to say Mickey James, Charlotte Flair. And am I going to bank on Bailey being there? I'm not going to include Ronda Rousey because it's not 100%. I'm banking, on, I'm banking on Bailey to be in the final four. I think yeah, Lita's I'm, in the final four. I I'm going to say Charlotte and Liv. Oh, you can't, but you can't forget Bianca in the final four as well. Yeah, she's going to be problem. a good showing as well, man. See, the final four is, like, really picky. Yeah, it's harder to pick the final four than it is to pick the winner. Yeah. If... if I'm, I'm going to stick with Liv Morgan and Mickey James. If I'm going with just what I can see as named entrance at the moment, I'd say Charlotte Flair um, and then Queen Lazina or mm. Tamina. If I was going with like who potentially could be in there, I wouldn't even put Charlotte Flair in there. I still think Mickey James will be there. I think Liv Morgan will be there. But then I'd probably go with Bailey and I think Mandy Rose. I think Mandy Rose is gonna have a good show with Toxic Attraction, but then I'm thinking like they're gonna set something up for like the title NXT because they're having like they're having quite a few crossover things now, aren't they? Like AJ went down to NXT, so I think whoever chucks Mandy out. Whether it's a main roster talent or whatever, is going to come to NXT and challenge for the title. But yeah, like, so yeah, yeah, like EO, I think EO should come in the Rumble, you know. I'd love it to come in the Rumble. 
That's a good point that you just raised there, because I'm looking at people that could potentially. If, if you want to talk about like surprise entrants that are coming up or like from yeah. nowhere, like the, the women side, I think Eon, Raquel, Toxic Attraction. I don't know who else would be quite surprising. Like, like I don't know how many of the old diva women to be fair. Like, yeah, apart from not... Lita and Trish and like, all kind of that class. Yeah. It's always bringing like mighty Molly, don't they? And people like yeah, that. Yeah, they bring Molly Holly back. I know that they asked the iconics to come in, didn't they? And they both said no. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because of like yeah, they they refused. I've got a feeling now that you've mentioned that I could see them. I could see them setting up Liv Morgan versus Mandy Rose and pulling the trigger on Liv Morgan in NXT rather than the main roster. Maybe carry it forward a little bit more. Maybe like like and then a surprise entrance from the men. I think Champa. Champa's a definite. I think I think, I think fucking Santino Moreno's coming, but I think he's gonna come in the women's rumble. I think our truth is turning up in the women's rumble for some dumb reason. Do not know why. Yeah. I think, I think truth is going in the women's rumble. I think he's gonna be dressed want... as a woman as well. <laughs> I hope uh, Nia Jax doesn't make an appearance. I, really I don't know, know what's going on with there, To be fair. I'm trying to think of who else could. I'm thinking of like people that have been released from other companies recently that might turn up knocking around. I think like either Mox, Jericho, or Brian, one of them three are turning up from AEW. Who's out of contract at the moment? Cody. Or on a golden contract? Just Cody. Just Cody, yeah. But like they gave, like obviously they gave Jericho permission to do that broken skull session. They've been mentioning fucking Mox like fifteen. 30,000 times and uh, Mox has got a working agreement where he's like he's got a partial New Japan agreement yeah. he's got a contract with New Japan he's got a contract with AEW and he's working GCW as well and people who get that so he's like working three major companies yeah working and uh, you got Brian which ha- he hasn't burnt bridges he can come back do a rumble spot and like everybody knows who Brian is and yeah his wife's there as well in one of the matches yeah his wife's there and so, Undertaker there you go. Yeah, Undertaker would be a surprising one. Well, he's Walsh also in the match as well. He's been told, there have been like rumblings and rumours that he's going to turn up. I know he's, in the, he's going to be in the building, isn't he? But I think everyone's kind of writing it down to just because Michelle McCall's in a match. Yeah, but thingy, forget that fucking uh, yeah, WrestleMania's in his hometown. True. And Stone Cold, people forget Stone Cold. I don't think Stone Cold's turning up in the rumble. Oh, no, imagine no, imagine if he just rocks up in the room just runs what I'm going to predict it now this is my fantasy booking <laughs> Undertaker's going to appear in the rumble number 30 then it's going to go dark the Fiend's going to appear Fiend's going to eliminate him Wrestlemania comes around it's going to be the Fiend versus Undertaker and the Undertaker's going to the Fiend win like he should have won last time and that's going to hand over from the Undertaker being the, the Dark Warrior into the theme. That's what I've decided. That would be a good way to do it because they always set up an Undertaker match at the Rumble. And if it, yeah. if it happens, then I'm submitting my CV to WWE Network <laughs> and telling them that I should be royalty. Yeah. Uh, Vince, if you're listening, we'll tweet yeah, this be an absolute madness. Question, though, because I'm looking at it. Do you think that Johnny Knoxville is going to get an elimination in the Rumble? Yeah, Sami Zayn. You reckon? He's chucking Zayna. I think Almas is going to fucking chuck him like fucking 15 rows to the fucking back. 
And like, just... I, I, he's getting knocked out by almost, but he's knocking out Zane. And I think it's Zane versus Knoxville. <laughs> that made <laughs> I know it sounds insane, but fucking. I think it's going to happen. He's got it in into bump. I think, like, obviously, with what he does, I reckon he'll be a decent. I reckon he'll be decent. Yeah, but this phone, like, his new movie coming out and shit like that, I think it's like kind of. The timing of it, like February, March, like you know, like, maybe Bad, I don't think Bad Bunny was in the Rumble, was he? Yeah, he did like no, something, didn't so. he? Like he had a match or whatever, Mania or whatever. So I kind of yeah, like, think he might might do a little bit of that. He's got, it, I think he's got it in it to fucking take the pain, but yeah, and Sami Zayn will look after him. Just going back on what every single Rumble has ever happened in history, somebody that's unannounced has got to be like seven foot tall. Because they won't have Omos in the match without him going like face to face with someone when everyone's down, and then Omos is going to eliminate him. Like big, he's like, strong, man. Yeah, but like a big show, like they bring the big show out, and him and big show go face to face, and yeah, then he'll but... eliminate big show, and it'll make him look like the big person. Like it's just something that they always seem to what, do. It's got to be Kane, then. Kane. It's got to be Kane Boy. because Kane <laughs> is fucking the WWE life, isn't it? I think I, I don't think it's going to be because of the week. Um, I think it's going to be what's his name that's just gone to TNA. Big Cass. I've got a funny feeling it's going to be him that they go like nose to nose with. I don't think it's going to be Cass. Yeah. I just think it's got to be someone big. Is anyone in NXT that big that he can go like face to face with? Not really. Just them fucking. They split them two brothers up, innit? Or whatever. I yeah, think Grayson Waller's got some type of big guy with him. Or like, I'm caught up with NXT to be fair. Yeah, I'm, to I'm not 100% sure what... what's going on down there. All I know is that the black and gold brand's dead. That's what I know. Yeah, apparently, when you, when you mentioned that, Bron Breaker got loads of heat backstage when he kicked the NXT sign in half, the old black and gold one. Apparently maybe, got, maybe not, but I, I don't think he's going to get fucking heat from anybody now. I think Breaker's in the rumble. Bring him in, get a couple of eliminations. Yeah, like, you know, put some... Because like, they're obviously advertising NXT on the main show yeah. now. So I think they're not gonna they're gonna have a lot of NXT people in there, you know. I think Kamala Hayes is gonna be in there as well. Yeah. I think there's, there's gonna be yeah. one or two big surprises. They ain't gonna be like loads, loads. Yeah, I know. think so. I I just I think what you said earlier was probably hitting that on the head. I think it's probably gonna be a case of both of the NXT world champions are gonna be in the rumbles, their their respective rumbles, and whoever eliminates them is gonna be someone that then becomes part of the NXT match for the title yeah so like the, they'll probably have a takeover the week before or the week after isn't it? it's just falling it's falling too nicely for it not to be like Brock Lesnar and Ronda Rousey are two respective winners and a rumble <sighs> that's just that, that's just that I know it's Wrestlemania or whatever you want to get casual and this and that but it's fucking just ruins the people who have been busting their ass for like the whole yeah, I mean, from January to January, and yeah, it is when you've literally you've killed yourself all that time. You've gone through everything just to be dropped at the like the last, essentially the last hurdle. Yeah, when you, really you should be the person that's kind of pushing it all the way through. Like I'm trying to think if it was the it was the rumble last year. Yeah, the edge win that one. Bianca Belair won it. Was it was it the men's? Who won the men's one? Edge. Year? Or was it 2020? One of the rumbles. I remember one of the rumbles. It might have been when Becky Lynch won it. I just turned it off afterwards. I was just I was just so done with the whole thing because I stayed up and watched it. I just literally the second it finished, I just turned it off. I thought I just can't be asked because it was so predictable. 
<laughs> yeah, I think this one is just really like it's like like rumble feeling. Like, obviously, I can't. I'm not gonna watch it live, so I'm gonna stay off the group chat as much as possible. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't want no spoilers. Unfortunately, uh, I gotta wait for anything. So my thing is like, I'm just really this one is like the most unpredictable one in years. Yeah, you can kind of see like you got your little picks and you know, but like the feeling is, yeah, you just don't really know, and that's the most important thing about the rumble. Yeah, because you could see McIntyre as soon as he knocked out Lesnar. That was it. I said to James like straight away when I watched it, I said that's the title match, like, yeah. whether he wins the rumble or not. So like last year was Edge, obviously the Pat Pattinson tribute. Yeah. And then, like, you know, this year is kind of, like, just so up in the air. So... What about Balor? Balor might not be a bad shout to turn on. I think he's fucking... Well, I read, I think he's not even going to push him as a big star anymore. Yeah, I think it's time for him to call it quits and just go back to New Japan. I don't know where he's going to go. Probably go to AEW, probably not in back. Because he's got his missus here, isn't it? He's married yeah. to some Spanish woman or something. Yeah, I hope he I mean. doesn't. It just gets. It's. I always. I was watching AEW and I've been. I've been picking up on it and like I've been watching Rampage and Dark and stuff like that. I don't this watch Dark, you know. I just watch like like Dynamite and Rampage. I don't watch Dark or anything. The matches are good. The match quality is so so good, but they've got so many people in that division now, and like just in the in the whole on the men's side, the women's division isn't strong enough to have two titles. Yeah, I mean, like we've been you're talking about, like obviously we're going a bit off script, but like, like you know, they just kind of got a Brody King, so yeah, they just started pick up that, some more releases. I, I think that's a good fit for him and Alistair Black to be together. I think. Yeah, I no, think that's I've, a really I've nice fit, good. like because both of them are like big, tatted up, like heavy metal lovers, dudes, and both of them can fucking go, and now Brody can go. I mean. I feel sorry about it kind of his like violence and limited group kind of like fell apart yeah. but you know I think it's a decent fit I'm, I'm surprised New Japan didn't pick him up but they're getting to the case now like if you can remember WWE just when it was coming into like the early 2000s where the mid card scene was more entertaining and more like enthralling than the main card scene when you had like Edge, Eddie Guerrero the, the Smackdown 6 that was all oh, for yeah. you know like the, the lower card titles I think that's where AEW are getting to at the moment because I, I look at the matches and like I'm really not interested in the in the main title picture at the moment. Yeah, I think they've got the lights out match tomorrow night name with the Cassidy yeah, and uh, Adam Cole versus... and like they got to live up to fucking Thunder Rosa and Britt Breaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. That lights out match and Kenny Omega versus Mox. Their lights Every out match. Every single one has been violent. I'm definitely gonna watch it because I think that's gonna be something that's unbelievable. Yeah, I think like, you know, a lot of the like like Ring of Honor so called Ring of Honor people are turning up in like different places like PCO and Matt PCO's supposedly been signed by Impact and Matt Taven and all that group like kind of like they kinda of turned up in Impact and um I know like Jonathan Gresham is running his own thing, Terminus. Have you seen um, I've heard about it. I've I heard the. Oh, I was watching. I know Swerve's got the next. One. Like Sir Swerve's got to the next one in February, but like. Good wrestlers. Uh, like like Terminus, like he's doing his little own thing right now, which is pretty interesting. And I know Osprey was against Brian Cage for like the 
Mukarjia title or something like that over the weekend too. So yeah, it's kind of a lot of stuff going on in the indie scene. I need to catch up on as well because yeah. I'm actually interested in Cage versus uh, Osprey. Yeah, it'd be a good match. Moxley turned up in like a, a house shirt, like a I say house shirt, like a, just a normal indies as well over the week. That's in that yeah, thing. That's, that's the of... thing for me. Like the way Moxley's turning up everywhere, he's like in the dark shout for the, like a like a rumble pick. Yeah, to come through. He had the opening match as well, from what I read. Yeah. He had the opening match and then left. So they're doing it right. I know that they've they've reported to say that oh, he was was it no it, one of the AEW women. I said they've just they've signed two big name women signings, but you can't tell people who they are yet. Um, and one of them was a big name from Ring of Honor, but I can't think probably of her name. It's probably Roxy because she dropped it the title to. She's dropped the title to fucking Diana. Yeah, I think it was. It was her and somebody else, and like, they both good fits. So yeah. I think they're doing everything right. I just. I just hope that I just hope the ballet goes to New Japan. Personally, I've started picking up on matches now and like just watching bits and pieces. Um, now that it's on Fight TV as well, the app, um, it means I can watch it more freely now. I think like I don't think his schedule is going to fit going back to Japan back and forth. Yeah, back and forth. You know what I mean? Because he's like fucking. If he's going to go there, he's going to stay there. Probably. And then he's got his like I say, he's got his misses here and this and that and like. No, I don't. Like, I'm, not, I'm not against AEW picking him up. I'm just like fucking. How many people at AEW are gonna pick up? Yeah, cause you, I, think yeah I know a few contracts have been expired, so it's not like they can't pick people up. Because a few contracts have gone like. Yeah, dropping a few here and there. I know Leo Rush has left now. His contract has expired, yeah. and he's leaving to do other bits and pieces. And he said that he said when he's his speech is actually pretty good because a lot he gets a lot of bad flack, but. <laughs> He was saying like he wants to keep things fresh and exciting for himself. He doesn't want to be tied down to one company. He likes the fact that he can go between companies and just kind of do his own thing. Yeah, so, I think he was on the GCW show, wasn't he? Is he anything? I do want to watch. I do need to start picking up a few more GCW um, matches. I think the problem with the GCW, they do so much that you kind of like miss out on things because they're going like boom, boom, boom like every week. Like, yeah. It seems to be like... A GCW pay per view, and if you look kind of they do like things back to back as well, like Saturday, Sunday, and this and that. And it's kind of like if you're not in tune with like you miss a show or whatever, you kind of get lost. I think, yeah, I, think that's the the place. I mean, talking about like mocks, I mean, fucking that I don't know 100% what happened. Like, obviously, I haven't seen his promo yet because I'm a corp and AEW, I'm planning to do that once we finish the show, but like. I know Bully Ray chimed in about something and like do you want to kind of explain kind of what happened yeah so in the, in the, in the, the shortness of the word Bully Ray was just trying to say that his, his speech wasn't good enough about what he was saying about he was talking more about like everyone's got demons and like the struggles and stuff like he would do like and then Bully Ray's come out and said well first of all if it was me like I would have I would have apologised to the fans because fans would have bought tickets to come and see me and I wasn't there. Like, everyone would rather be away than there. And it was, it was literally a case of he just... He wasn't accepting it. He wouldn't... He thought the apology wasn't good enough or there was no apology. And like, one, he's got to keep it kayfabe still anyway. Because you can come and you can shoot and you can do, like, the pipe bomb promos and stuff. But 
you have got to understand that there's still a bit like I did see I haven't watched um, Moxley's speech in his entirety I've seen like the bits and pieces of it I know he told um, a fan to fuck off and they got ejected because of what they were saying but I didn't catch what the fan was saying um, but that was that was pretty much it. it's just Bully obviously I think we've spoken about it a plethora of times on the on the podcast that he's not the greatest with words shall we say he puts himself in it. No, it's pretty nice. It's, it's not that eloquent. Like, yeah, he's spoke... kind of fucking. He's we spoke about it in the group chat as well, but he didn't need to chime in. He didn't need to chime in. He says like everyone's got alcohol issues, everyone's got drug issues, and he was, he was almost talking. He was, he was, he had like an underlying tone. I mean, you're, if you listen to it, like his podcast when he's talking about it on the busted open radio, you get an a little bit of an air of arrogance in a sense of he's trying to just basically say that he's never had them problems he was too big and tough to have them problems when yeah, everyone like, knows at the moment in the world like the big thing is like mental health as a whole but certainly like with like male mental health and people having that confidence to talk about it everything he said from start to finish has just been taken out of context and out of taste and yeah, I think it's because it comes from a fucking it's a different time people don't Realize that either, you yeah, know what I mean? It's not the nineties, it's not the eighties, it's not like fucking, you know, that mental health is a subject that like I'm glad that it's kind of been shown a light on in pro wrestling because you kind of don't get those things like showing a light on in pro wrestling. It's like you got to be the tough guy, you got to be like you know, macho and like, etc. etc. And it's kind of like it. It's really like, like I think that's the reason why I kind of like just like the characters in general like um, I started to read Moxie's book and then I didn't read it and then I want to kind of dip back into it to be fair and like read try and read a chapter a day of it because I I find it really interesting like it's like everybody's got problems you know what I mean like and I think it's like good that pro wrestling kind of pro wrestling is meant to mirror society and if you're putting up a mirror to society then like well mental health should be a thing that being talked about and especially in America it's kind of like it's so closed off and like fucking nobody wants to really talk about it it's kind of like the same here as well you know I think it's just an important subject to broach and he did it for his wife and his kid so yeah. who gives a fuck what anybody else thinks you know what I mean he's got, he's got a kid in it you know what I mean it's yeah. probably changed his perspective like it, when once you have a kid your whole life kind of your perspective changes in it yeah, hundred percent. I agree with what you said. I think it is that that perspective. He's he's come out. He's shown a huge sign of vulnerability, but you've still got to appreciate that at the end of the day, like he's still got to cut a, a promo to a degree. He's still got to keep it within sports entertainment. So everything that he says, that you've got to you've got to appreciate that he's gonna not cut it down, but he can't come out and like give like a real real probably like everything on his mind, like it's a therapy session, but. He's still come out and he's shown like big vulnerability to admit that he had a problem and he needed time away to kind of get himself sorted and he's back. He looks he looks so much better now as well. I think a lot um, of people are saying that. I think James said he looked like a lot thinner, a lot leaner and kinda of like just more healthy, I guess. Yeah, he did like when he came back to when he came back to WWE after the first like stint and he looked he just he was jacked beyond belief compared to what he saw in his then when he was in AEW he just looked like he was lost. But come back he looked fresh faced he, like he said he'd slimmed down um, he's toned up a little bit he just looks he looks healthier from start to finish which so it's quite an alcohol will do for you 
Yeah, I'm just happy that he's like happy. Yeah. I don't think anybody else like it. Obviously, everybody's been like, got opinion on it, but like I said, like at the end of the day, he did it. Didn't do, he did it for himself and his family. Yeah. So that's the most important thing. Like, step one is the first thing is to admit you have a problem, and that's the hardest thing. And it's you have a problem. Yeah. I just hope that they uh, get him into a feud with CM Punk. I don't know what they're gonna do with them right now. It'd be interesting to see where they're going because I know their pay per view is coming up in February, and yeah. so he hasn't got, he hasn't really got a place. He's not, he can't be interjected in any title scene. He's gonna have a feud with somebody, around, but they're doing that punk MJF thing, ain't they? So yeah, so not really anyone that they can, they can put him in a feud with. Everyone like of big stars, like the elite, they're feuding. You've got obviously um, the title picture, the main title picture. You got MJF and CM Punk. Although they're starting to they're starting to push towards um, that Wardlow turning on MJF. Yeah, yeah. They're not really anyone that's they, they can just drop him into a feud with, yeah. unless it's someone like Andrade or Rusev. I guess we'll have to see where it goes. Isn't it? Like, be interesting, and I really hope they don't play on these uh, issues and like storylines or things like that. You know, I hope he doesn't come up like, like you know, the whole Jeff Hardy Sheamus thing kind of came up, and I hope it doesn't. Yeah. Like they don't use that as a fucking like crutch for the feud or something like that. I hope, um, yeah, I hope not, because I think it's out of poor taste and although I would like to say that Tony Khan has learned from Vince's mistakes there's a lot uh, of he hasn't done yeah he's got a lot to learn as a promoter <laughs> still you know what I mean I'm not I'm like, I've been watching AEW from like the inception I like I know people jumped on the bandwagon when you know all the new people joined and this and that uh, but yeah I, I will I mean, when it needs to be criticised I will criticise it you know what I mean I'm not like a AEW stan or a WWE stan or a New yeah. Japan stan or whatever. Well, the company needs to be criticised. It needs to be criticised, doesn't it? I mean, like, like talking about New Japan, Naito just took a pay cut, like a 24%, 25% pay cut. So, like, contract-wise, I don't know, like, because of the pandemic, they're not filling up, like, obviously that many houses that you have to take a cut. But he could have went elsewhere. You know, so I yeah. think that's kind of like a noble thing to do, and obviously, they didn't fire anybody during the pandemic. So, like, I hope he gets reimbursed or gets a, like an extra cut of the merch money to kind of like reassess that kind of money. That's just when you mentioned that about the pandemic, has Jay Lethal signed with anyone officially yet? Or yeah, AEW. Has he? He's actually in AEW, you know. Yeah, ages ago. Yeah, I think it's been a couple of months. I've seen it, like I've seen his name part I around. I think he's on Dark that. now. They've relegated him to Dark for some reason. So. I thought he was going to drop into a, just straight back into TNA's title picture, but. Nah, it's kind of like dotting around in AEW and the Dark and things like that. So. Yeah. Like I said, I don't watch Dark or the YouTube shows or whatever. I just ain't got time for it. If so you haven't caught any of the, the TNA yeah. recently, I'd. Recommended the women's X Division match because it was. Warm. Oh yeah, I've seen like I caught up with that. Like I kind of dip in and out of Impact to be fair. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've with Impact. I just watch the the main events and I'll probably watch um like I watch like a clip down on YouTube of like the the build up like the couple of episodes prior to it or prior yeah. to it. 
Um, and then I'll just kind of stick with the main events. Because, you know, I liked Impact. I liked Impact when it was, like, in its heyday back in, like, 08, 09, when it had actual, like, decent storylines. I used to enjoy watching it because it used to come on TV. Was it Challenge? It was Challenge, yeah. Yeah, challenging you to come on. I mean, that's so a big following, yeah. Like, I'm surprised that like, I know AEW is on ITV or whatever, but I'm really surprised that I'm doing a show here, yeah. I think I think once I found Amic balances out, I think I would like to think that one of them would do it. I think that'll be a pay per view of some description, whether it's AEW or WWE before the end of 2023. Yeah, because like like mm. I haven't been to a big mainstay. Wrestling show since Tokyo Dome in 2020, so yeah, a good few years. As long as we don't get something like the Saudi Arabia shows in WWE, like we get like, uh, yeah, coming on to that, I suppose we'll talk about it in a minute. I mean, (laughs) the bad news from like we'll get into a few bits and pieces from like the news. I mean, Mustafa Ali asked for his release, then got denied his release. And then kind of like went on like a Twitter like rampage fucking blocking WWE and stuff like that. And I kind of like, I just don't know. Like, like they can, you can give Tony Storm a release. Yeah, you, when somebody comes and asks for a release and like they don't want to do a certain type of gimmick because they think it's uh, racist. Just kind of like, you know, you need to fucking get your shit in order. Yeah, it's just, I just, it baffles me to the nth degree. The amount of releases that they've made, and that they always say for all the releases, and we've covered it on the podcast, God knows how many times, it's all about budget cuts. It's all about budget cuts. But every time somebody goes to them and wants their release, who would relieve them of a person that they have to pay for, they always say no. Yeah, like, like I said, I think I hope he turns up in the rumble and just chucks random people out. Yeah, or, or he comes in and just literally walks to the end of the ring and just climbs out and goes. <laughs> Just, yeah, that would be great. He just like walks in the ring and fucking walks over the top rope. Yeah, and eliminates himself. Seven, when that Mill Masker has come from uh, Triple A, yeah. and he just a top rope and did a diving body outside, and then just got eliminated and left. Yeah, that's what I might. I'll need to do like a four fifty or something, just on the just to the outside to somebody who's being eliminated, who's been eliminated. Yeah, or to eliminate someone in the final too. Just come back in you know, and out one of them, and then just leave. Yeah, I just took them out and walk through the crowd and do it like a punk. I just, think, actually, I think it's harsh. They've got nothing for him. They, they, he gets a big win at the Saudi Arabia shows. Um, every now and again when they're on, but he doesn't do anything. He had a failed run in Retribution, and that was no fault of his own. That was literally the booking from WWE. Yeah. They haven't got anything for him, and they can't now make any sort of like statement about budget cuts or they've released a load of talent for budget cuts when they've got active wrestlers that want to leave the company and they'd rather keep them knowing full well that they don't have anything planned for them just because they can and Vince wants to control them yeah I think I think Vince is scared of all the jumps that have happened as well the fact that everyone's everyone's just going to but he needs to realise that I don't know whether it's him whether he's lost touch whether he's just whether it's people that are like advising him around whether the fact that Triple H isn't knocking around at the moment because of everything that's gone on for him to kind of put a stop on it all, but they're releasing just, they're literally just making every single promotion stronger whilst they're getting worse and they're getting caught up so quickly in terms of match quality and 
performances. They never, in terms of stature, they're never going to get caught up, are they? But I don't, I don't think like like I think match quality is you get a lot of better match quality out of the other companies. Yeah, like that's, that's... Out of the other major companies and like some of the indie companies as well that are coming up. You know, like GCW just around the Hammerstein and like. I know there's a few bits and pieces that are that amazing about it, but their match quality is not that bad. You know what I mean? They have some decent match quality, and like, you know, obviously New Japan Impact, um, AEW, and like a few of their like, uh, like Terminus and things like that. Like match quality is a lot better there, but WWE is like the big show, show them all. I mean, you get one big like decent match from like WWE. It's kind of like everybody's like their minds blown and whatever. Like. Austin Theory versus Asia, I thought was a great, solid match. Yeah, you know, it was. You know, just... but you but you need constant quality. You know what I mean? Now, I think this day and age is like you need more quality over quantity. Yeah, I agree. I think they. I think at some point they've got to pull the trigger on this PG era stuff. I think they just need to accept it. It's... I think they're starting to a bit. I mean, like Edge using like the fucking pissed off weird or whatever yeah. kind of like I don't know how many swears they're allowed on American TV or whatever like I don't think they're not allowed that many swears you know like in F-bombs or that much yeah like, but they're allowed to say other words but they only can say a certain amount of time like yeah a certain amount of time yeah, makes like, like the, the no blood stuff and I know that I'm, I'm personally I'm against blading in wrestling like just because I just think it's I wouldn't say unhygienic but I know you go back to the stuff with Abdullah the Butcher all them years ago and whatnot. Like, I'm, I'm like, not. I'm like, I think we spoke about colour last time. Like, I'm not a huge. Like, yeah. When, when colour's needed, colour should be done in the right way. Yeah. Like, no, it's like, you know, AEW is like too much colour. And then, like, I suppose we talked about fucking Kent again, literally, like, fucked up. Like, yeah, really yeah, fucked up. But that was like colour, that was a scene of colour that's never going to leave me, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, that was unlucky. You couldn't really help that. But just like, sometimes I do think, like, just a little bit, like you said, in the right amount, can make it. Like, they've got the, they've got no, I can't remember the last time there was a, a hardcore match on WWE. Even the last man standing matches or the false count anywhere matches, they're not anything like, I'll probably go back to Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns. Yeah, Reigns. last year in January, one. yeah. But then, but then you look at the lights out match on. That's coming around the corner um, with Adam Cole. Everyone's going to tune into AEW to watch that. Everyone that I've read about, everyone tuned into the TNA or rewatched it to see the Mickey James match, the, the hardcore yeah. match there. Like everyone seems to be doing the the things that WWE aren't doing, yeah, and they but... haven't. They only need to do one or two, like every now and again. Uh, um, yeah, I think it's because like they want to be obviously they want to be different. Isn't it? You know, you need to be different from the, what everybody else is doing, and so you kind of like GCW is kind of like was the hardcore promotion, and now they're kind of like easing off that and kind yeah. of just doing like regular matches and things like that. And they have, they really know how to like start to pace like a card. Like I think the main event was like a hardcore whatever between Homicide and Moxley, but kind of like you need you need to learn how to pace a card, and. I think that's yeah. AEW's problem as well. They need to learn how to pace a card, even though they're like what three years in, four years in nearly. They need um, to know how to pace a card properly. They just, I think, I think you spoke about it. It was either last podcast or the podcast before. They're just missing a, they're missing an experienced, experienced booker. 
Yeah, like I said, we all talk, everybody talked about Regal. I mean, Regal can go anywhere. He's got links everywhere, isn't he? So, I'm, yeah. I'm going to be surprised if he doesn't end up back here and doing NXT UK or whatever. But I know he lives in America and I know he's got um, links with New Japan like back in the day. And he's got links, probably got links in AEW, probably. Yeah. After China. I mean, uh, just quickly drop on the Walter situation. I mean, he had a name change and the internet went crazy because it was like some racist Nazi person and then the kind of uh, I don't know uh, if they pulled back on it or not as, so, as far as my work I haven't caught up on it so apparently he should back now to being Walter yeah because uh, like, the internet kind of went up in arms and like what the fuck are you doing like, just, I, I suppose that's a good sign of the internet you know what I mean yeah but I just, it just baffles me for, at no point did anyone think to just just pop it in Google and see what comes up yeah, you know what I mean? Like, you could have just like, oh, was it a fucking big rib? Yeah, you know what I mean? Was they just ribbing us? Like, because obviously yeah. the internet fucking went up a storm, didn't it, that day with like memes and everything and everybody just... Yeah. Imagine how much at replies they must have got that day. The social media person must have been crying. <laughs> must have been just like a blockhead. Just, they've, they've literally, they've just, they've quite clearly just sat down and said like, right what two like German names can we come out with or what two Eastern European names can we come out with and we'll just put them together and so and they said that and like I've seen a meme of him dressed up as the the bloke in the coffee shop from Friends because he's called Gunther oh, yeah. and I was laughing for ages about it I thought you've literally in the space of about 30 seconds you've completely killed his character yeah like, his credibility yeah and you've like you've done it so many times to so many different people, and then you've gone and called him Gunther, which no disrespect to anyone that's listening who's called Gunther, but it's not exactly the kind of name that you'd associate with someone that's gonna chop your throat out. No, like, and you like just... I just don't understand. All, I I can understand if he was asking for money, like because you know what WWE's like with like um, like names and money and trademarks and this and that. Yeah. Like, if he was asking for more money to use his ring name, then you can understand it. But if that wasn't the case, then why would he want to change his name? Like, everybody, you've, you've had him on TV as Walter in NXT. Why are you going to change his name for? Like, just it, just, of... it just throws everybody off. It throws the fans off. It throws probably the commentators off. It throws everybody in the back off. And now you're going to backtrack. It just shows how much of a stupid decision it is. It's, it's as if they've, they've treated it as if the people that watch NXT America don't ever watch NXT UK like they do with they treat Smackdown and Raw as if nobody ever watches NXT yeah. like they're all the same product like just because they're different in a sense of branding you've got like people who watch NXT are going to know what's happening in NXT UK likewise if you watch Raw and Smackdown you're going to know what's happening in NXT so they can't keep thinking that the fan base is so naive to think that oh who's this new person oh okay that's his name never heard of him before when he's they even called him Walter on commentary when he come down yeah I know so it's like it's, it's just nonsensical I'm just happy like obviously he rectified that mistake yeah because like you know I think Walter's a good fit for any promotion yeah I, I, I think he would be I think he's just an animal isn't he from start to finish yeah uh, how do you feel about the Elimination Chamber being in Saudi Arabia this year? Um, it's a really weird one because it's going to be green, as you can tell by the graphic. Yeah, the painting big metal structures a different colour isn't a 
isn't their strong point really, is it? Because they just started the Raw Rumble as that's the Raw Rumble, sorry, the Hell in the Cells red or the Pioneer red, and then they had the Fiend match, which was red lighting, and no one could see anything in it. Saudi Arabia's got the big green theme, so I wouldn't be surprised if they make the the event green as well, but then you can't see anything that's going on in Hell in a Cell. But it's just, I think it's too, for me, it's too important a match or too big a structure and something that people look forward to because that either decides a champion normally or it decides a number one contender. For me, in the matches that I've watched of it, I still think as much as money as I put in, Saudi Arabia is always going to feel like a B show because of the amount of gimmick matches they've put on there yeah. with like, the Brothers of Destruction versus DX. I think it's just going to be something that's going to become a gimmick and they'll just phase it out and then it'll just they'll just keep hell in a cell. Yeah. Two seconds, I'll be back. You just want to carry yeah. on with that, yeah? I'll be back. Yeah, no, just carry on because it it's just the same point. It's just the way that they do it. It doesn't make sense. Why would you put in such a big structure and why would you put in such an important thing or an important part of history? into a show that is still theoretically a B show because all that's going to happen is like I've just said they're going to phase it out phase it out phase it out and then people won't be excited for it there's a Saudi Arabia show once every year maybe I think it's been two years since the last one because of the pandemic so it's not going to be something that's going to be exciting it doesn't make sense to make it green uh, yeah, I just think it's like, I can understand you got to do a certain amount of shows every year and whatever because they paid you money and obviously the pandemic kicked in and they're going to do those shows good day so they're on some shows in it, they're on some big shows and it's like, like I think, the, the, what was the contract for, like 5 years, 10 years? Was it, was it five was it five shows I don't know if that was over five years or not yeah I think, think it would be like five or ten shows like a year isn't it? and it's like I think like Elimination Chamber is like a big decision point to Mania and like it's like how are you going to carry those stories over back to the US after that because Elimination Chamber like decides a challenger for a title and yeah, it was, it was always it was always that segue. It was always that thing that kind of yeah, you're right. Yeah, the segue and into Mania. Bridge, like, bridge the person just... who doesn't win the Rumble kind of like goes in the elimination chamber and challenges the other title challenger. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good chance as well. And the thing is, like, I think more so the last couple of years compared to recently because it started in what two thousand was it two was the first one two thousand three. Yeah, it'd been the one it, like twenty. Yeah. It'd been the twenty if it's. 2002 with the 20 year anniversary yeah. of it. Bischoff was there, wasn't it? But it, it, it felt real stagnant for a couple of years. But then when it was AJ Styles, John Cena and Bray Wyatt in the final three and everyone thought, oh, it was going to be Cena versus AJ. AJ. And then Wyatt won all of a sudden. That was a big thing. Like Everyone was like interested in it. And then Kofi Mania started all because of his performance against... Uh, Daniel Bryan in the in the elimination chamber. So it's over the last couple of years, it, it's had some big like big stars come out of it. It's had some big title changes, and it's created some big storylines. So like you've just said, to then put it in what is effectively still going to be a B show, because I haven't sat down and watched the full Saudi Arabia show all the way through. Like I've, I haven't watched it live, and as you know, I watch everything live normally. Yeah, I think that one's going to be early as well. It's probably be Saturday, probably be like six, seven o'clock job. So. 
Yeah, it's, yeah. Another thing. it's just it's a, it's a it's a big commitment to spend like five hours if you start day watching wrestling. Yeah, but I hope it's not that long. I hope it's three hours, four hours. It's yeah, not fucking ages. You know what I mean? I hope it's like I hope there's like three and a half hours you can tolerate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm just thinking what's going to be. It's just, there's going to be at least two, isn't that? There's, there's going to be a men's and a women's. Yeah, so there's going to be two. Yeah. yeah. And then the women can't be dressed in their gear. Yeah, so which makes me think that they'll do. I think they'll just to save face. I think they'd do two men's. I think they'd do a singles, their tag team one. Probably. As much as as much as like um, as much as I'd like to see the women's one, I think it's a big ass to have them in so much clothing to them. Like, <laughs> yeah, fucking perform. Yeah. I think it'd be too, I think it'd be too difficult for them like to be so restricted in terms of what they're doing. I know that's like, I don't, I don't, I'm quite naive to the culture side of things, but I do understand that part of it. I think it would just be, it would be difficult for them to do. And I can't imagine they'd be able to do some of the spots like climbing the cage um, in case, like, in case the headscarf comes off that they're wearing or in case something kind of causes I, I think they're probably being like long sleeve t-shirts and stuff like that. And, and so, yeah, I think it would just be... Like, I think how, much gonna, like, how much are you going to do go. in a long sleeve t-shirt? You know what I mean? And it's going to be hot and sweaty and you're bumping into a cage and pods and things like that. So Yeah, especially I, I inside think, that pod think, as well. I'm, I'm, I'll pod. be really surprised if they do a women's one. I'll be honest. It must be must be cooking because obviously it's your hot country one and you're standing in a perspex box for twenty yeah. minutes if you're twenty minutes, bro. I know they got air conditioning inside the arena and shit like that, but still. I don't want air conditioning in the pod. <laughs> I've been dying. Well, fucking Taker was on fire. I remember one. <laughs> Literally, it was actually wasn't he? His uh, cold skin was on fire. Asking for water all the way through and they still did it. So. <laughs> yeah, but like. Uh, I suppose, like, I think the last thing we've got to cover is a bit like something from the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Okada kind of got a call to be, well, inducted into the res- Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. I thought, I thought, yeah, like, the amount of big matches he's had in, what, 10 years? What, yeah. Since 2012, but like, I really caught, like, where I caught it was, like, 2015. Like in New Japan, I started watching like regularly. It was two fifteen when AJ kind of went over. So, uh, the past seven eight years, he's put on banger after banger. Yeah, he has. Like, I would love to see like the list of five star matches that have been given since then, because he's got to be. He has to be top of the list, surely. He's I, if it's not him, then it's going to be him and Omega as a combined. Like, yeah, I, think the, I think I think the, like the last one he had with Osprey was like five star. Yeah, it's just a classic. Just, like, like, big I've, match of cards. Nobody else that's like him. Yeah, like I, I knew of, I've always known of his name, but I've never really watched his match. And that's kind of the presence that he watched. So even when I didn't watch New Japan, I knew who he was. Like I knew of him. And then when I started to watch his matches, and I've watched obviously I watched his main matches. I watched like his trio of matches with, Amazing, uh, yeah. yeah, with Omega, and then I watched his match from Wrestle Kingdom with. Osprey, he is just the way that he's like his storytelling, his performance, like his athletic ability. Like if he was to, he's like a he's like a character that you create on WWE. The game that's just got all ninety nine stats. That's literally the best. That's the best way to put it. I mean, like I said, I think he deserves to be in there. I don't think there's like nobody else like like on his level in Japan. 
that kind of like hasn't had that many big matches and being in big main events at big spots over the past what seven years six years yeah, 15 like, seven years probably he's been in like the main main top of the card level yeah. matches and he's been a solid like all the way through seven years like not really caught that many injuries I know he had a back issue last year but he hasn't really kind of come back from that you know the strap the belt to him kind of like he's, he's been the face of that company for the like, past yeah. seven years probably would you say he's this generation's John Cena I think John Cena's like more polarizing. Mm. You know, I think John Cena as a like a entertainment value kind of character and money wise like draw. I think Akada's like, like a better wrestler but not a better draw around the world, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, he's a draw like around the world, like for New Japan as a company. But on like a standalone level, I think I think Akada's a better wrestler. I think John Cena's a better entertainer. Yeah, no, I'd, I would agree with that. I think from the way that he was when he came in the Rooster Aggression era, I'd love to see him. In, I'd love to see him in the US, in, but I just I don't see where he'd go or where he'd fit in. I think he's just so accustomed I, I th- to. I think he's like he's always been friends with the Bucks since fucking TNA days when he got sent over. So. There's kind of pictures of him in the Young Bucks gear and this and that, so he's always kind of had a friendly relationship with the Young Bucks. And obviously, there's been rumblings of AEW and New Japan doing a super show probably at MSG or something like that. So, yeah, if the pandemic got like you know, thank hopefully, like obviously, that to do. I think Japan's just started to get Omicron wave, so they are to cancel shows and shit. So, like, God willing, this shit kind of like ends or. You learn to, as our government says, learn to live with it, because yeah. Boris went partying in it. So, you know, it's kind of like you don't know where the pandemic's going, so you kind of have to keep your eye on things in it. Yeah, ho- ho- hopefully, twenty twenty three or twenty twenty two coming into twenty twenty three, things kind of like level off and shake off, or it kind of turns into like a cold or a flu or whatever. Like you know, it just doesn't. Like fucking kill people. Yeah, it's good. For you. So you just mentioned that, and it just made me think of someone. Who was it? On someone from AEW appeared on Progress. Oh, is that Anthony Agogo? Oh yeah, Anthony Agogo, which is interesting because I wonder if WWE are gonna if they put it on the network like they do with all the other Progress shows. Are they gonna cut him out of it or not? Because he's contracted to AEW. Uh, I don't think so because they normally run like the progress shows kind of like I really dipped out of progress after fucking more that what you call it me too or wrestler game or whatever you want to call it kind of yeah, so no, I kind of dipped different. out after that like I was a big fan of progress when they had Zack and Walter and uh, all the kind of crossover stars coming through like they had Adam Cole Gino Gambino they had quite a few people on there so um yeah, it was kind of like that for me, and they kind of dipped out of progress as soon as like them people left, and like the accusations kind of like, got thrown about. And... Yeah, it kind of it did, it did put us up on a wall, pretty yeah, much. You know, I'm more I'm more inclined to watch Rev Pro than Progress. To be fair, I've dipped in and out of Red Pro a little bit. Like I see clips of it online, and I still I keep up to date with terms of like. I track certain wrestlers more than anything now from wrestlers yeah, that are yeah. like the indies just to kind of see how they go um, but yeah I do like I do like the matches in Rev Pro I do I miss going to wrestling like I haven't been to an actual wrestling show 
Like two and a bit years now. Yeah, I think there was tickets for like the Rev Pro show on Saturday, and I was gonna go. I'm not sure. I understand. Uh, oh, that's me. Sorry. Um, I was I was gonna was gonna buy tickets, and then I realised I got to go whip the next day, and like it's the Rumble day and things like that. I know Osprey is defending his title against um like somebody like is defending his like world title, British title there. So I think Osprey is kind of like dropping all these belts. And then going back to Japan and doing New Japan Cup. And then yeah, kind of like probably winning New Japan Cup, probably. Filling the ground and then moving across. It makes sense. That's why I think I was the open. I'll go over him at some point as well. I think they'll end up in New Japan before long. Well, I think I was the open since the part of Empire. I think they already probably got a contract. So. Yeah, they've been like They've been like chomping at the bit to get there. It's just the pandemic's going on fucking stopped him and I think I, I think he needs a lot of f- like fresh blood I, like, I prefer strong to like the main roster stuff like I don't know if you ever watch New Japan strong it's kind of like an hour show but it's kind of like got a lot of different crossover like AEW versus um, not I mean like, with AEW and things like that the promotion yeah. uh, they had like Eddie Kingston versus Gabriel Kid, and it was like a banger of a match I think I've, I've heard about that. I haven't watched it, but I did hear that it was a good match. Yeah, like, um, Gabriel Kidd is really coming into his own, man. I know he's been on the UK indie scene for, what, fucking years and years and years, but that kid is... That kid is some, becoming something else now. Yeah. And he's still a kid, he's, like, 26, and he was, like, having, like, a strong, uh, really, like, fucking war. He had a war with Eddie Kingston, let's put it that way. Oh, like him. I was, I was, um, I was watching the episode live of the fight when he, like, he was his last one there, and he was sitting in the ring talking about everything that he'd gone through in like wrestling and whatnot. Um, and like that he was moving to Japan because it wasn't very long after Chris Books moved from. Like, yeah, he went to DDT, like, didn't he? He's like, yeah, to DDT. DDT. Yeah. And that was because the fight was the, the fight then closed down. Like, he was on, he was on the verge of closing down. Mm. So I did track him for a while, but he's, he was always good. He was he was one of the standouts when we was watching it at Fight Club. He, Dan Maloney was there. I don't know what Dan Maloney's doing now, but he was another one that was a bit of a standout. So. I think he's part of Rev Pro, I think. Yeah, I but it'd be nice to see some people just filter back. Yeah, I think like, a lot of the like stars from like that kind of era kind of kind of jumped to like New Japan's dad, Zach. They got Osprey. Like, so they've got some of the be- of, like, the best of British kind of like in New Japan right now yeah and, like I would call I would call him the best of British I think Gabe Kidd is, if you look at him now like to where he was back then like if you if you can track that match with Eddie Kingston is um, like well worth the 20 minutes every time yeah I'll have to have a look for it because I have heard some good things about it and I like Eddie Kingston as well I think he's class yeah I think Eddie Kingston has just not got that right push yet I think he's yeah. on the verge of becoming like a big superstar. Like he just needs that little bit of a push. I, I think he needs to be on his own. I think he needs to not like tag with mocks. I think he just he needs to go out there, fucking just start taking names, and just like just pinning people, beating people there, hell up, and like you know, because the crowd's always behind him. Like it's like the like the guy who fucking nearly lost everything just for pro wrestling, you know. Yeah. I think it's gonna be. It'd be. It'd be an interesting one. I like it. Like I'm hoping that they do. Like I think it'd be a decent one to do. Um, like a broken school session or something. I know that he probably won't do, but just 
because I think he's interesting. The I can't remember. I think it was you that put it in the group chat. That big. Oh, that article. Yeah, before yeah, he had the, the match with Punk. Yeah, I think it was. Oh, I thought it was actually the whole thing from start to finish, just everything that was about him and what he was like. Yeah, I did love that article. I thought it was a great little piece of weird that. Yeah, but I, I, I agree. I don't. I wouldn't like to see him in a tag team. I wouldn't mind seeing him versus Moxley. I think they go back and forth. I think it'd be good, but I wouldn't want to see him in a uh, in a tag team with him. Yeah, I think uh, that's it. I think I think we covered pretty much everything, didn't it? Yeah. I don't think anything else has happened. I mean. Of not. Just see, uh, just waiting there for Tamina to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> uh, oh, you never know. You, know, you never know. With COVID and shit, you don't know. Yeah. I'm hoping she's gonna win the Rumble, most eliminations. <laughs> she's gonna be the Iron Woman as well. She's gonna come in number four. Bro, you never know about Tamina. Like, you never know if shit fucking goes down. And everybody comes down with COVID or whatever. You don't know, mate. Be the only one in the rumble. Yeah, to me, he's just standing there, like you know, in 2K22, which is the only person there. Just her and Wonder Rosa. That's all it's gonna be. <laughs> and then she just <laughs> goes into <laughs> business for herself. I'd love it. Her and Ali, that's what I want. Her and Ali to go into business themselves. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm just really interested to see if Ali's in there and what he does. I, th- I think I'm just gonna, as soon as he comes out, I'm gonna start just like intently watching. Because what I do is I run, but like I look at the surprise entrance and I'm like I'm half watching it because you know you get all those fucking half spots and stuff like that and people are just beating each other in the corner. Then you get a big surprise and you know like, eh, and then you start watching it again and then you kind of like dip out for a bit and then you kind of go in when loads of people get chucked out or whatever and they're like but they're like are oh, these like the wild card? Yeah, because you could just do anything you want. Yeah. Because he wants to get sacked. It's just how he does he want to get sacked. Goes in the limit. I hope he runs another world title match. You know what I mean? Because it's like that thing that happened. Remember with Stone Cold mentioned it once. I think it's like he was meant to win the Rumble, but then he like broke his like something happened to him or he got chucked out early or something like that. I thought he mentioned it somewhere. I remember. I just don't know. I think it's on the Broken Skull sessions. Yeah, I don't know who he was talking to. But he said that he said that he was meant to win the rumble, but he got chucked out early, and then I think Shawn Michaels won that rumble or something like that. I think I remember. I yeah. Think I know. Uh, but on that note, yeah, do you want to give your um, Twitter handle? Yeah, or, it's James Bourne fourteen yeah. and everything. That is Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, uh, and you got a Twitch as well. Ain't you? Yeah. yeah, that is James Bourne fourteen as well. I think. Cool. I haven't, I haven't streamed in a while, but I think it's James one forty. Yeah, but uh, thanks for that. I think we'll probably come back the week after the Rumble, innit? Yeah, and then catch see what's going on. The like the row after the Rumble is always interesting, so I think we'll kind of come back after that and see what happens. Yeah. But yeah, exciting uh, weekend of wrestling. Yeah, it should be alright, man. Hopefully, as long as you don't jazz. As long as Tamina wins. <laughs> Right, we'll leave it at that. There's nobody meaner than Tamina. There's no. What a way to end it. Yeah. But pleasure, always a pleasure. And yeah, I'll uh, catch up with you soon. And uh, like I said, I might not be messaging in the group chat till pretty late. Yeah, it's uh, Sunday, yeah. I'm going to try and avoid. I'm, I'm probably going to put it on silent. And just no, not read any of the messages. 
I will keep quiet in the chat. Cool. Um, but yeah, take care, buddy. See you later, mate. See ya. Bye. Try. Bye. Bye.